0: This is Britta and welcome to Model Gene's podcast. This podcast is to introduce you to working models from around the world. From great laughs to tears of horror, our models will discuss their journey and what makes their workday in the modeling industry. This following podcast is brought to you by Model Genealogy. It's an informational platform that provides skills for aspiring models to succeed. You can take the test and find out what type of model you are and they'll guide you on the path that is right for you in the modeling industry. Models will learn everything from how to get an agent and what to do once you get one, what type of pictures are right for you, what the client's expectations are, how to take care of yourself as a model, and what to expect if you want to work in other markets, plus much more. With Model Jeans Podcast, and we're here today with Jessica Wall, the beautiful Jessica Wall. Hi. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Um, I am always loving to start with uh, a good story, um, and we always have this, these things that happen on set uh, that are kind of
1: crazy. Do you have anything? <laughs> That you can think of? Oh, I have so many. Uh, I think I will start with Extreme Ecom case, which for the new baby models out there, Ecom is kind of your bread and butter when it comes to modeling. It's not very exciting. You do like 15 poses and you do those 15 poses all day long. Front, front, side, side, back. That's it. Well, I had this one client. And it was right around Christmas break. So it was getting close to Christmas. We had like maybe a week or something till Christmas. And this client was like, oh, just come in. We just want to do a quick e-com shoot. No big deal. It'll be super easy. Show up. One, the photo shoot is in the photographer's basement. Two, there is no hair or makeup professional there. There's someone who bought makeup off a YouTube star and showed up and got really excited that she was going to get to use color on my face. I don't really consider that a professional. It's more a hobbyist, I would think. But So she was there, and then (laughs) there were two assistants who were also there for the brand. There was no stylist. There was no official hair girl. There was no one... It really seemed like they knew what they were doing. Um, the photographer was trading on the stock market in between shots of me and I self-styled myself and ran through all the looks and I did 160 looks in one day, self-styling, going on set, hitting all the poses, coming off, changing really fast. And we did full changes of tops and bottoms and shoes. And at the end of it, the photographer was like, wow, we didn't even go into overtime. It's like, Yeah, it's because I know what I'm doing and I'm coming here as a professional and I'm doing my job. Come on, guys. Come on.
0: Okay, so yeah. wait. So the question of the day then would be, Is uh, was this like a new client and they just didn't know what they were doing yet? Or was it just a, a
1: client that's been around and... It's a client that's been around, but apparently they didn't want to spend money to do a shoot the proper way, which you come across a lot of those clients, and they just don't want to be professional about it, or they don't understand the concept of a photo shoot. Like, there's some clients that do stuff more old school, and they don't understand, oh, we need a hair person. We need a makeup person. We need someone to style it. If you want it to look professional for online consumers, you can't just like shoot pictures in a basement and cross your fingers and hope that it looks good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which seems to be kind of like what clients are starting to think of doing. And then it's costing them thousands of dollars and afterwards, because the shoot is so fucked up, basically, yep. that yep. they have to reshoot and they actually have to put the money back into it. Right. Um, okay. So also, uh, can you explain to all the babies out there, uh, like how many outfits during for a regular e-com shoot? is like normal
1: because you did like 160, right? Yeah, 160 isn't normal. 160 is like, you did what? <laughs> what? What? What did they do to you? You poor child. Um no, usually depending on where you are, usually if you're in New York you do a little bit more. Um then I'm based in LA so they don't do as many out here. Usually they kinda just roll out one garment rack. You'll do maybe one garment rack and maybe half a garment rack. So maybe 50, 60 looks, depending on the client. Sometimes you have clients who again don't like to pay as much, cut corners a little bit more, and then you can look at a hundred, you know, looks a day. But it depends on, you know, how well that company is put together, how much they're spending on their uh team. Like if they have a really good team, put together a photographer, makeup artist, hairstylist editor they have all that packaged then when a model comes in it's super easy to roll through everything if their team is kind of missing parts or parts have been skipped over you end up as a model doing more whether it be styling or you come with your hair and makeup ready or you show up and you're like oh do you want me to stand over here where there's better lighting I can stand over here (laughs) so
0: So now, were you prepared? Did you have a wardrobe bag? And for girls and guys that don't know about wardrobe bags yet, we'll kind of talk about that today too.
1: Well, okay. So when it comes to modeling, you always want to have a few things in your bag. This is usually why I carry around a backpack with me instead of like a cute little purse because I just don't have time for that. (laughs) So whenever I go on a shoot, ever, this is hands down, every single shoot I go down, go on I have at least two different options of nude bras so I have one that's kind of like unlined like a little bralette that's probably seamless doesn't it just kind of holds your boobs doesn't really do anything crazy strapless strapless can be strapless can be not strapless usually with the uh, seamless bralette it's just like a little thing that you tug over and it doesn't really do anything I also usually have some type of underwire bra Doesn't have any padding it but it can be converted into a strapless bra or cross straps in the back. So it kind of does multiple things. Um, Also, for when you do go on castings and if you are walking around a lot, I always carry some type of shoes to switch in so especially when I lived in New York. You know it's a casting because there are a bunch of girls sitting outside of a casting changing from their boots or their sneakers into heels. Yes. Always. Yes. And
0: yeah, if you're going to go to New York and if you're even going to meet agencies, if you think Mm -hmm. you're going to wear heels between each agency, you're not. Girl, you better (laughs) get some fucking tennis shoes on because you're running everywhere
1: right tennis shoes boots, anything <laughs> put them on realize that you know what you're not going to survive without because you're gonna have to climb and walk and run all over new york so always wear some other kind of shoes put your nice heels in back also never ever 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 go into a client or an agency without heels on like i know it's like oh no big deal i've been with them forever they know me Never. Never, doesn't matter. Even if you've been with a client for 5,000 years and they've known you since you were itty bitty little sprout, stick on a pair of booted heels, stick on a pair of, you know, really, really nice boots, but don't walk in with sneakers and Lululemon pants. Like, don't do that. Unless you're on like athletic shoot, don't do that. Show up, look professional, stick on a black shirt, pair of black pants and some heels look professional show up with your extra bras bring an extra song if you need to always have tampons in your bag what else oh chapstick always bring chapstick every everywhere you go awesome yeah and
0: there's so many items that you can put in your wardrobe bag just depending on the situation um mm-hmm. or the client when you're going so um we will make sure to have some type of uh wardrobe
1: bag detailed list for you and usually if a client wants you to bring something extra you'll get that in the email about the job so if they want you to bring you know a black bra or some cute lingerie or a t-shirt or jeans or something they'll tell you that ahead of time so really just baseline think good pair of heels good nude underwear you know a rookie model when she shows up with colored underwear on don't do it doesn't look good <laughs> It old shows through. Get yourself some nude thongs, get yourself some nude underwear, nude bras. It's very boring, but that's how you do your job. Very simple. Mm-hmm.
0: Very simple. What um, what you know you've gone through not just e com but you've done some other type of, of shoots. Um, let's talk about uh, you were a you were a playmate. Yes anyway yes, yep so um let's t- kind of talk about well like how you first started into modeling and then how mm-hmm. you kind of tr- became a
1: playmate okay through that process well first off i never thought i was gonna be a model ever <laughs> i grew up in the suburbs in chicago i was always a tall girl everyone's like oh my god you should model i was like dude I need to get a real job. I don't have time for that. What are you talking about? Like, leave me alone. Just because I'm the only tall girl you know doesn't mean I should model. Get over yourself. And then a family friend recommended to my mom, actually. He's like, hey, my wife used to model um, with this agency in the city. You should walk in. You should talk to them. I think Jessica could model. And I had graduated high school. I was going to college. I had all my scholarships and everything ready. I was gonna go for fine arts. And then I was like, you know what? It's still $10,000 just walking in the door for this college. I'm gonna go get a job. Let's go see what happens. I'm gonna go get a job. So I had this perception with modeling that I was just gonna walk in and make a lot of money. It was gonna be super easy. It was gonna be no problem. Didn't work out like that. <laughs> walked into the <laughs> right. Walked into the agency. The agency was very sweet. The agent came out, took a picture of me, went to the back, came out five minutes later with contractor in hand. That was probably the easiest part. She's like, We want you. We'd love to work with you. I was like, Oh my god, big eyes and everything. I was like, You want me? What? So I was so excited. And then I learned. <laughs> Modeling is all about learning about self-care self-education and standing up for yourself and not being afraid and that's really the baseline you can't be afraid of your agents you can't be afraid of clients you can't be afraid to go travel and do other things even if inside there's a part of you that's scared how you portray yourself to the world you just gotta be like you know what we're just going to woman up. We're just going to man up. We're just going to do this. We're not going to be afraid. I keep this little bullshit in my back pocket and pretend I know what I'm doing because no one tells you how to do anything when it comes to modeling. No one told me how to pose. No one told me, oh, this is how you do a runway walk. You can do classes sometimes. Sometimes agencies let you have classes or teach you how to do things, which is very helpful. Doesn't always happen that way. They don't tell you to ask questions about your checks, or, you know, hey, where where did that check go from that one job that I did a year ago? Hmm. So people don't teach you these things. It's all about gleaning and learning information. So when I first started modeling, big eyes, and I kind of did whatever anyone told me. And then I learned that, you know what? I get to have a say in this. I get to, you know, kind of hold on to who I am and I get to show that through my work and that's what actually started to get me more jobs and more interaction and Showing who I was and what I like through social media through You know different clients and talking to them about things. I'm interested in actually led to me getting the playboy job. So Playboy reached out to my agency when I was living in well while I've been living in L.A and they had seen me on Instagram and they reached out to my agent and they're like, "Oh my god, we would love to work with you." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cool." So what and was like, your what was-,
0: was your first thought about Playboy? Were you like, "Yes," or were you like,
1: "Um, my first thought about Playboy was that I would love to work with them. They are so iconic." But I don't want to work with them if it compromises future jobs. So that's kind of also something you have to think about. Does this job that you're working now or that you're doing now, is that going to compromise future jobs for you? Are you going to pigeonhole yourself and only being able to do one type of job? So talk to my agents. I'm like, Hey, I'm down. Let's do it. As long as you don't think it's going to compromise my future modeling and my future paychecks and work and what I want to go after because I don't want this to be the end of my career and only be able to do playboy and only be able to do like ultra sexy over the top. I don't want that. I want to be able to do many things. So they said, no, we think it won't affect anything. It can only be good. It'll be great. I was like, Awesome. So I agreed. And they're the most amazing client I've ever worked with hands down.
0: Yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, and I, they definitely will back up the girls no matter what they always have the girls back. Um, and we'll get in, we'll get into that, uh, particular client and realm in a second, but let's go back again to, um, when you were younger, can you kind of let everybody know about, um, where you grew up, your childhood, like, um, because everybody thinks that, the, you know, the girl is from like a major city usually or, you know, that things just randomly happen. Um, so we, just to give us a little background about
1: your life yeah. and who you are. Right. I'm so I'm the oldest of six kids. I come from the suburbs in Chicago. We grew up pretty dirt poor. Um, I always had a job ever since I was 13 I used to work as a backstage manager at live theater I worked at three or four restaurants for a while I even cleaned a lady's house and while I first started modeling so the first year modeling I had to take a train for about 30 45 minutes in and out to the city whenever I wanted to go to a casting or whenever my agency needed to see me so that was paying for train cost paying for that taxi to get to wherever I needed to go in Chicago because they didn't really have Uber yet. So that was a very exciting time. It was cheaper. Right. It was cheaper, but it was also the taxis didn't always know where you were going and they couldn't always find the place. And this was before I had a smartphone and I was just kind of like, well, I only have an address and a flip phone. Um, I hope we can get there. (laughs) so it was a lot of you know flying by the seat of my pants but also being like okay totally new experience no idea quite how I'm gonna make this happen but you know through just going and doing it every day you learn so much and like I did what are some of the things I did I did a morning news moment where I wore like a bridal gown on the news, like Good Morning America type of thing. And it was just random things you don't think about when you think about modeling and they're just like, Yeah, show up at four in the morning. No big deal. It'll be fine. They're just gonna record you for a little while and then you'll you'll you can leave. It's like, oh okay. Sure. I'll just stand there. That works. <laughs> and then how long did development
0: take for you? Um uh, because I think a lot of girls don't understand either that you
1: started
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: at what age I started when I was 18 turning 19 so right after my 19th birthday so I started pretty late when it comes to models which I was happier about (laughs) because I feel like you really have to mentally be able to hold on to yourself and like not let other people's opinions sway you because everyone in the industry will have opinions about you about your hair about your nails about your skin about what you should be doing about what you shouldn't be doing about what you should be eating everyone will have an opinion and you kind of have to block all that out and choose who your safe people are and have like one or two safe people that you'll let their comments kind of filter in and you'll like actually take their feedback but one of i would say one of the naive moments when I first started modeling is I kind of just listened to everyone and it kind of flooded me. And I was left being like, wait, what's going on? What's happening? I wasn't prepared for this.
0: So with your, so yeah. So with your agency, then you're just turning
1: 19 mm -hmm. and how many years did it take for you to be in development? So I was actually not in development for that long. Cause when I started, I actually had a great first test and the photographer really worked with me. So I was comfortable in front of the camera and that gave me a lot of confidence to be like, okay, I don't quite know what I'm doing, but like, I kind of know what I'm doing. And my agency gave me two great pieces of advice that I've stuck by this entire time. I think it's made a huge difference with my work in that one, do your homework, always do your homework. Don't depend on anyone else. Do your homework. Go look at poses. Go look at how girls move on a runway. Go look at behind the scenes photos. The first year I modeled, I would go and walk for 45 minutes to local Walgreens to go pick up a fashion magazine, come home and study every single page in that fashion magazine, looking at how does she hold her hand? What does she do with her eyebrow? How does she hold her eyes? And I would just sit there and study it and sit there looking in a mirror, being like, okay, how do I? how do I do that? What do I do here? And I also had, again, when I first started within the first couple months or so, I had a photographer who was like, get your hands out of the photo. They're ruining it. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Your hands are terrible. I was like, I apologize for breathing. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then I went home and I started researching and learning how to hold my hand and what to do with my hand and what do girls like look like when they're in jewelry commercials or what do old renaissance paintings look like what do people do with their hands to make them look delicate and beautiful so with that mindset of doing my homework and then also with the one other piece of advice my agency gave me which was your attitude matters we can get you in the door with how you look that's our job your job to keep the door open with your attitude so with those pieces of advice I kind of just like ran with it as far as I could and I just was like I I'm putting everything into this I'm not wasting time and I was able to get onto the main board within the first year I was modeling which doesn't always happen for girls and then they kind of just shipped me off to New York
0: and I was gonna (laughs) i was gonna say for other girls i mean Mm -hmm. obviously you had friends in the business that maybe you started at the same time yep um so watching your other friends um how long did they stay on development
1: um we all kind of came up together it took about a year i think for most of us to come up together uh but it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because a lot of the girls that were kind of in my little group, uh, it's so cool to see them now and what they're doing because a lot of them are actually still modeling or have gone like even further in modeling. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I knew you won. That's so cute. I love that. So it's also a very there's camaraderie between the models of like, hey, I got your back let me know if you need anything because we're out there pretty much for the most part all alone. So when you find girls or when you see a girl like at a casting every once in a while, you're like, Oh my God, dude, hi, how are you? How's life? Are you holding on? Are you still sane?" So it's, that's one of the things I genuinely love about modeling is that connection between the girls.
0: Uh, so, uh, going back to opinions and, uh, and Playboy, uh, did your family have any issues uh, and give any opinions about you going into working with Playboy?
1: Um, my mom was more worried. She was just worried about my safety. She was like, I just want you to be safe. I support you modeling and doing this, but I just want you to be safe. Are you sure you're gonna be okay on set? I was like, "Oh, I love you. <laughs> yes i'll be okay on set mom don't worry i'll be fine um my sisters once my uh spread came out they're like i don't know about that angle dude like your butt looks a little bit big there like i feel like you could have gotten a better angle it's like thanks thanks this is this is why i listen to you because you always give me real feedback but also i like that photo don't be so critical I like that photo. Nothing, um, nothing
0: like uh, your sister's opinions.
1: Right? Oh, they're always honest. It's so frustrating. And then my dad, I still don't know if he even knows that I modeled for Playboy. He might. But also, I don't really know. Because I'm not sure if my mom decided it was a good idea to tell him. And I kind of let them just figure that out. I'm in California. They're in Illinois. Some things get lost because of distance. But my mom and my sisters are the ones that are my solid supporters always. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, you went through something with your sister um, that I kind of want to touch base on. Because I think a lot of people think that models are always perfect. Um,
1: well, perfect but- is overrated. <laughs>
0: But I always tell everyone that uh, every model has like an imperfection or a little something that they have to work around. And I believe you had a surgery. Yeah. And so yeah. it's something that people don't know, but you've had to work around it in in a way. But it's for a good reason
1: behind, oh, def- behind the whole story. Oh, definitely. So there's multiple different things. My family has... Uh, special talent of going from one major crisis to the next without pausing at all (laughs) so through the years as i've modeled i've had different major family moments come up at one point um as my roommate makes something a blender behind me (laughs) but at one point my grandmother came to live with my mom. My parents split up. My grandmother came to live with my mom for the last year of her life. I was living in New York at the time. My mom really needed help, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to help her out because at the end of the day, for me, at least, family comes first. I will, to the end of my days, be a professional when it comes to modeling, but it's also what do you put your importance on? For me, it's always family. My sister... Was it last year, a year and a half ago? She went into the hospital and she was an inpatient for a month and a half. And then we did therapy and then she did all kinds of other therapy. So I chose during an in-between time of agencies, I chose to go home and I took care of her full time and did primary care for her for six months. And what was her, what was her diagnosis? So she has a thing called AVM, which is where the blood vessels in her brain don't connect properly. And so it creates like little knots of blood vessels in her brain in different spots and it can cause a stroke and it can cause, you know, bleed in her brain and brain damage and all kinds of other things. So they had done a, uh, a radiation brain surgery prior, like I want to say six months prior. And then the side effects because radiation and any kind of brain injury always takes longer to show its true face. And so the side effects were that all the scar tissue that they had created around this little spot to shut down suddenly started touching other areas. So the scar tissue touched other areas in her brain cause she was going through a growth spurt. She's, she was 11 at the time. And That caused her to have spasms in the left side of her body and her hand and her foot. So she couldn't walk, which was a lot and very painful. It took him a month and a half to figure out medication. But, you know, some people are just challenged. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) altogether, though, I was because I do this job, I was able to say, you know what? I'm going to put it on pause. I'm going to go take care of family stuff. I'll come back and jump right back into work when it's over, but right now, I'm giving this time to her. And ultimately, it changed her life because by the end of when we were together and the end of her treatment, she was able to walk and touch her thumb to each finger. And when we first started treatment, she couldn't walk and she couldn't unclench her hand herself. So family craziness is definitely at 100
0: <laughs> true uh, but i i think because of your selflessness um which i i find amazing which is part of your story um okay. that you the, the scar the scar that you received for helping out yes um, you did it didn't work you didn't worry about it you weren't like oh this is gonna ruin my modeling career no. you know uh <laughs> you were just like okay we're gonna figure out how to yeah. work with this
1: it actually came at a really good time for me mentally um because I I tell my youngest sister Victoria who I did the whole treatment with I tell her Yes, I realize I'm here for you and I'm helping you, but also you're helping me in a lot of ways because I had recently, um, right before I went to help her, I left October 1st to go help her. And the month prior, I had made the decision to leave the agency that I had been with for six years or yeah, six, six years. And it was... Very emotional, very stressful. And I was not in a healthy headspace overall just because I was so frustrated and woke up hating my job and myself every day because I just got myself into such an unhealthy routine, just mentally, physically, the whole thing. And by going home and helping her and taking a break and not thinking about modeling and not thinking about, oh, What's going to happen? Is someone going to say this about, you know, my body or my hair, or whatever work I do? Instead, letting it go and focusing on her allowed me to also heal and to get to a better headspace. So when I came back to modeling, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Go. Let's do this. Let's hit this. Let's, let's crush every job we come across. So it was a blessing in disguise for me also.
0: And I think also that you came back even like a stronger person in some ways um, oh, 100%. Uh, you, you were in a a shoot not too long ago where you actually had to stand up for yourself in the yeah. shoot because it, again, it was with Playboy um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't
1: with Playboy. Yeah, it was like on one of their side little hustles. It was like part of Playboy that was trying to come back into the fold but hadn't quite yet. And I was very proud of myself for what I did on that shoot. <laughs> I think Good. there's a
0: misunderstanding with a lot of people about Playboy. They, um, A lot of people believe that Playboy is just straight up porn, but there's, um, and a lot of nudes. Right. Um, do you want to kind of explain what it actually, you know, like all the different divisions and, and yeah. what they really do stand
1: for? Yeah. So Playboy overall just as a company I have to say is the most respectful company I've ever worked with. Most respectful to their girls, to their clients, like to everyone they work with. I've never worked with such a respectful supportive client. Once you're a playmate, you're always a playmate. They take care of you. They want to know your feedback on things. So that's amazing just as a baseline cause you don't always get that. And for their editorials and their magazine and they are creating something that is artistic that is beautiful yes there's boobs there's butt but it's not like full frontal nudity what it is is that it's tasteful it's cool it's the girl next door feeling it's the fantasy that you know every guy or girl kind of wants or aspires for and they're trying to give you something that is authentic and real with pretty window dressing because they want their girls and their playmates to interact with, you know, the fans and they want this, you know, familial interaction of people getting to know each other and supporting each other. And that's one of the biggest things I've seen with Playboy and their creative directors over there, their photographers, everyone is so excited about coming up with some new project And there was like, oh my gosh, I have this idea. I want to run past you. What do you think? Let's do this. And I even got to, at one point, shoot a video where I got to paint, which I thought was really cool because I do giant abstract paintings and Playboy found out I painted and they're like, oh my God, we have to do a video of you painting. I was like, what? Awesome. Cool. Wait, hold on. What? I'm down. (laughs) So overall, I think they're so amazing. They also have like, Ecom com that they do for different merch that they have and then off to the side which is another part is playboy plus which isn't totally under the playboy umbrella yet but trying to come back in um which is more nudity and video so that's interesting they also have like online content which is again more nude more video that you get subscriptions to if you want to because it's quote-unquote, you know, men's magazine type of thing. Um, But it's not a Hustlers, which we're all very happy about. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I think the situation that you were in where you had to stand up for yourself, uh, it was an independent photographer who was trying to get in with Playboy Plus, but he didn't let you know that. Uh, And in in his head, it was like, Well, Playboy is porn. It's all porn. And
1: I'm like, no.
0: No, No. no, it's not. Playboy Um,
1: is a brand. Playboy is something where people come to to see a fantasy. They don't come for porn. I mean, that's what Pornhub's for. It's not what Playboy's for. (laughs) Exactly. And so what happened on set? Okay, so on set, I was doing a favor for a girlfriend who's a stylist. I was like, she was like, hey, I have this playboy job coming up. They were spitballing, you know, girls' names to use. I brought up your name because you're a playmate and you'd be perfect for it because it's all vintage and I love shooting vintage. It's like, cool, done, there. I'll support you. I think you're an amazing stylist. Let's do this together. Got on set. We Our call time was 8. We only had the location until 12, so as a really fast shoot day showed up hair and makeup got right to work hair was beautiful the makeup was beautiful the I had really cute little um vintage like lingerie which was so cute I was so happy I'm like I feel bomb I love this I can't (laughs) wait to shoot yes yeah On set and they're like okay you ready we're gonna shoot video I was like what what? We're gonna shoot video. Oh, that would have been nice to know ahead of time. Cool. I'm glad I prepared for everything and anything. Fun. Okay. So I'm like, I pulled the photographer. I'm like, hey, what do you want me to do? Like, what do you want for the shot? What are you thinking? I have no idea what we're shooting because no one's giving me any info besides fun vintage. So He takes me into the hallway of this gorgeous house, and he's like, okay, see these, you know, the staircase, you're gonna walk down the winding staircase and your cute little negligee and lingerie, and you're gonna walk down, you're gonna do a little twirl, and you're gonna stand in front of these French doors, you're gonna push the French doors open, pose, pose, pose. I'm like, I could do that. That's something I can accomplish, no problem. Then you're going to walk into this beautiful living room. You're going to stand here. You're going to drop your little shawl. Then you're going to take off your bra and you're going to take off your underwear. And I turned around and I was like, wait, what? Well, pause. Wait, what? Um, uh, I don't shoot full frontal nudity, especially on camera. It was an open set, by the way. There were 15 people standing Behind the photographer, all of them staring at me in a itty bitty tiny lingerie set in heels, being like, no, I'm not gonna shoot that. I'm okay. Thanks. Everyone froze. Straight froze, being like, oh shit, what? What's happening? The photographer looks at me and he's like, baby, this is Playboy, Playboy, not Kmart. We're shooting, we're shooting nude. I'm like, hold on, pause. <laughs> I'm a playmate I know that you know Playboy does boobs and butt I did a full spread with them I know what Playboy is I'm good I support them I love them Uh, this is not Playboy and also you never told my agent that I was doing full frontal nudity because I don't do that and she wouldn't agree to this you need to go talk to her so he kind of like looked at me and was like um Okay, uh, sure, I can do that. So we like scurried away to go find his phone, and they had a Playboy representative on set there. I was like, hey, I'm just not comfortable with this. I have other contracts in the works, and I have other clients. I can't do full frontal nudity just because you guys decided to not tell my agent that we were doing this. And she was like, yeah, no, totally understand. Don't worry about it. We'll talk to your agent. No big deal. It's like, cool great photographer comes back he's like um okay so I I can call your agent I'm like here let me type in her phone number for you there you go talk to her go for it and he was just not happy that his big exciting moment of shooting porn because Playboy is <laughs> porn obviously um was ruined and all day I was just like nope Sorry, not doing this. Mm-mm. How did it make not you? Happening.
0: How did it make you feel to be able to to stand up and just be like, no?
1: Oh, it made me feel like Superwoman. <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel like Superwoman to be able to stand up and have an opinion on set and just be like, you know what? I don't do that. That's not me. I'm not gonna cross that line. Sorry, no, thank you. And it's not and- like
0: it's not like you know like. Every model gets on set and they're like, I'm not wearing a hundred outfits today for e-com. <laughs>
1: right. No, 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 no. That's your paycheck, girl. You better move fast and put all those clothes on. <laughs> but when it's something like, you know, there are people who try and use dirty makeup sponges on you or if a makeup sponge or a brush falls on the ground. Don't let anyone use that on your face. That's how you get an infection on your face. Don't do that. Be like, um, excuse me, do you mind... Like sanitizing that first or do you have another brush or another sponge you can use? I'm just, my skin is really sensitive. Like you don't have to be angry and confrontational. You can just be super polite, super professional. Be like, I'm sorry, I don't do this. You need to talk to my agent and just realize your agent can always be the bad guy for you. You don't have to be the bad guy if you're scared about doing that. Just be like, hey, sorry, you got to talk to my agent. Or even I've had times where um, I had one shoot that was pretty crazy, where it was me, two other girls, it was a beauty shoot. So it was just like face up. Nothing crazy it was the test shoot. And one of the girls was newest modeling, and she had just gotten LASIK eye surgery done. You don't want to do eye surgery <laughs> and then do a beauty shoot. You need your eyes to be open, you need to be able to move your eyes, you're gonna have bright lights shining in your eyes, you don't want to do that. It's a bad combination. But she was too afraid to tell her agents that she had just gotten LASIK eye surgery because she was worried she was going to lose a test. Don't be afraid. Tell people what's going on with you so that things can be moved around. It's okay. I promise it's not the end of the world. But she was on set. Super baby. Super baby. Very cute. She was trying her hardest. She got in front of the camera and the photographer ended up screaming at her for 15 minutes. Open your screaming at her and then I got a call from my agent being like hey what's going on there because I'm getting you know calls from the girl I'm getting calls from the client like two different things going on and I know how you work I know you're a professional and I know you're not gonna like say ain't kind of bullshit so what's going on there is she okay what's going on with the phot- photographer gave her the whole rundown like it's not that big of a deal Just miscommunication She had LASIK eye surgery. Photographer is definitely overreacting. But it's okay. It's okay. And just realizing that you can stand up. Go to the bathroom. Call your agent. Be like, hey, I just, I don't feel well right now. Do you mind if I run to the bathroom real quick? You can always take a bathroom break and talk to your agent. Just stand up for yourself. It's scary the first time, but the more you do it, the better you'll get. Exactly. Uh,
0: What about... um... For beauty, I mean your skin looks pretty good for
1: <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you I work very hard on it. <laughs> what
0: are some uh, what are some items that you like to use for your
1: skin? Okay. So there's a lot, and I'm gonna give you guys the in. So first off, there's this brand called Odyssey. It's O D A C I T E. And they're very pure skincare brand and it's all like itty bitty little oils that you can get that are geared toward one thing or another and you can take a little one or two drops of it and put in whatever other serum you're using and it helps boost it but they're a little bit expensive so for my girls out there who are just starting modeling who are continuing modeling and who are trying to function in between checks because we don't know when checks are coming go to tj maxx Go to Marshalls, go to Home Goods. They have all kinds of great skincare there. It's on sale for pennies compared to what you would pay for high-end stuff. And they have a brand that I just talked about. They have other brands. They have really good retinol. Retin A is the only scientific thing proven to reverse aging. I know that wasn't all English, but it still works. <laughs> um, so retinol. I also use lots of skin oils. Um, I use, let's see, vitamin E oil. I use jojoba oil. Don't use coconut oil on your face because the molecules are too big and they can end up making you break out. Actually, that's something I learned from a makeup artist. Um, also ask makeup artists, ask your hairstylist, Hey, what do you suggest for my skin? Or what's your favorite skincare product at the moment? Try it out. Maybe you'll learn something. I know I've learned a ton from hair and makeup girls. Uh,
0: have you learned that you break out with certain things and then and then not certain things? Or like yeah. your girlfriend will use something and you'll try it and you break out and she doesn't? Definitely.
1: Definitely. So it's, it's a whole experiment that you get to have on your face every day. <laughs> um, but I have to say, stay hydrated always with your skin. Always moisturize. Always use lotions, serums. Know that in hot weather versus cold weather, your skin care is going to change. If you're in cold weather, you're going to use stuff that's heavier. If you're in warm weather, you're going to use stuff that's lighter. Always wear sunscreen. I know it's annoying, but always wear sunscreen. It's essential. And if you do end up getting any type of breakout, there's a blemish stick from Burt's Bees that's really good that helps get rid of blemishes. Also, if you get any type of rash or breakout like texture on your face from, maybe it was from on set. Someone used a dirty sponge or something. This happened to me a couple months ago. Use aloe. So I had a girlfriend who's a makeup artist and I like called her frantically. I was like, what am I gonna do? My entire face is like textured and weird and I have a job in two days. She's like, calm down go get aloe. So I got this thing called skin gel, ultimate skin treatment, and it's a whole leaf aloe vera gel that you just put on your face, you let it sit, treat it like a mask, wash it off in, you know, 15-20 minutes, put some lotion on your face, and everything calms down. So aloe is your secret weapon against textured and breaking out skin. (laughs) And usually it's not an overnight kind of thing. So,
0: um, it, you know, it could take time to work on your skin.
1: Oh, definitely. It always takes time to work on your skin. You never quite – I always feel like I'm learning more about it every day. And, like, I've learned so many tips and tricks over the years. Now I kind of know what I need. But when I started out, I didn't really know anything about hair or makeup or skin again. Modeling is all about self-education. So go learn, ask questions, listen to beauty blogs, try all different things. But skin oils and things with the least of my ingredients are usually your friends. Besides, so any... besides skin,
0: um, mm-hmm. how do you deal with um, your body measurements and staying in shape?
1: Oh, that's always a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Body measurements and staying in shape, I've actually found, so I've done, I feel like I've done every single type of working out. Um, My body loves a challenge. Also, everyone's body is different. That's just baseline. Everyone's body and what working out does to your body is always different. So you have to discover what works for yourself. For me, my body loves Pilates but my bank account doesn't. <laughs> so I do a mix between weight training and yoga. So I, there's this, uh, author called Michael Matthews that has a book on women's nutrition and working out is called thinner, leaner, stronger. And then he also has a one year workout challenge workbook that breaks down what the workout is for the day, how many reps, all this other stuff. But the first book kind of breaks down nutrition and everything for you and like how to work out and what it's doing to your body and everything like that. And out of all the things I've read and all the get, you know, fit quick plans I've seen, his stuff just makes the most sense out of, yeah, that's not crazy. That, that like logically makes sense. Also, there's Yoga with Adrian, which is on YouTube, for free. You can do it whenever you want. She's great. I feel like mentally, she's like, she always knows where I am. Somehow, this video on YouTube, like, speaks to me mentally. I don't know. And it's free. And it's free. And then also for anyone who hasn't done any weight training or wants to learn more, especially for guys, too, who want to learn how to do proper form, There's another YouTube channel called the Athlean X that is really good. The guy on there, personal trainer, he has the whole list of, you know, accomplishments. But one, he talks to you like you're a human, which I can't stand trainers who scream and yell at you. I just think it's so rude. But he explains why you're using certain muscles and how you're using them and why you wanna lift a certain way or why you wanna do body weight a certain way. So as you learn the cause and effect of working out different parts of your body, you're able to kind of filter through and figure out what works best for you. And
0: I, uh, we'll get all of these down uh, below um, as links for you too, to take a look at. Um, but those are all really great um suggestions. Yeah. What um let's
1: talk about uh oh there's so many things. My gosh. <laughs> oh there's also hair care is something you really want to be on top of. Because sometimes people focus on the working out and the measurements and the skin, but they forget about the hair. Your hair will get destroyed during modeling if you don't take care of it. Do hair masks take your hair and skin and nail vitamins, do that. Your hair needs it. And if it's going to survive the amount of heat damage and just pulling and tugging, that's going to happen all day long. Usually if I have a shoot, before I go into the shoot, I'll spray all my hair with a heat protectant before I go there. So that's always a good little extra trick to help protect your hair because the amount of times I've had chunks of hair pulled out of my head or (laughs) cornrows that like pull my face back to the gods is is innumerable so you (laughs) want to take care of your hair
0: now you're a little older of a model um that I mean you've been you've been in the business for quite a few years so um being a, a, a more matured model obviously you've been in and out of relationships. And one of the big things about modeling for young girls is a lot of agencies will tell girls, no boyfriends, no boyfriends. Right. Um, uh, and you have a boyfriend now. I um, do He's <laughs> wonderful. I do. Yeah. It's great. Uh, so do you want to talk to girls about, um, and boys, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter like about having that, relationship and how it affects
1: modeling in certain ways and oh, it affects it so much <laughs> it affects it so much so I've had what three serious boyfriends since I've been modeling I had a high school boyfriend I had a boyfriend like midway through my modeling career and my boyfriend now first boyfriend thought modeling was super cool until I started doing photo shoots where I showed, like, I was in a tank top with no bra, and I showed a little bit of side boob. Then he was like, uh, I don't know about this. And that was the first step in me being like, um, why do you think you have a say in this? Like, one, we're in high school. Two, um, like, I'm not ending up with you. You don't get to have an opinion about what I do and what I say in my life and how I pose and any of this this doesn't work, if this doesn't work for you, you can leave. So we actually ended up dating for three years. And I dated him when I first moved to New York, and we did long distance. And he couldn't handle that I started going out to events for work and had to talk to people. And I suddenly, you know, my schedule wasn't just wide open for him. And I think that's a transition that a lot of younger girls have to go through in realizing, no, this is a job. This isn't just something that I'm doing on the weekend to make money. This is something that I'm putting time and effort into. And just because it doesn't fit within your quote-unquote schedule doesn't mean I'm going to change it. So that was my first boyfriend. My second boyfriend, I started dating him when I was kind of frustrated with modeling overall. I was helping my mom take care of my grandmother. I was, I had come back from New York. I was living in Chicago again. I was doing Chicago jobs and I was just frustrated and I wanted something different. And I was tired of doing these little jobs that didn't challenge me and weren't interesting after coming from New York and doing all kinds of jobs that were lots of fun and very interesting. So. He didn't really like or support modeling, but part of that was also my attitude towards modeling at the time. Uh, We didn't work out because he was very against anything. He got very jealous of photographers. And I was like, dude, pause again. Why do you think you get to have an opinion? No one's trying to do anything, you know, weird on set. One, if they are, you should just get up and leave the shoot or call your agent. But two just because i'm in a bra and underwear on set doesn't mean i'm having sex with the guy like it means that i'm being a professional i need lingerie shots for my book because i want to book lingerie jobs so i can make money so i can pay my rent like this is not oh i'm trying to be like all cute and everything get in with the photographer no We're trying to be a professional here. We're trying to learn how to pose in lingerie. We're trying to get better at that. And the only way you get better at that is if you keep doing it. So, sir, take several seats. So, it's my second boyfriend. My third boyfriend, who I have now, has been so incredibly supportive. And even when I shot with Playboy, I feel like a lot of boyfriends would be like, okay, don't talk about it. Shove it under the rug. Don't talk about you, you know, shooting for Playboy. He was like... Yeah, my girlfriend's a playmate. No big deal. That's how I roll. My girlfriend's a playmate. She's awesome. She's done all these other jobs. She's so cool. Look how amazing she is. And that constant um, that constant voice of appreciation, of support, of, like, you're beautiful, you're amazing, even on days when you don't feel like it and, like, that fourth day into your period where, like, your entire brain is melting out of your ears and you're just like, why?! What? All life is terrible right now. Even in that moment to have someone in your corner and be like, you're okay. You're fine. You're great at what you do. And you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't go and have anyone disrespect you. You shouldn't have anyone, you know, undervalue your work. You are worthy. You do work hard. And don't let anyone treat you badly. So the difference makes a huge change in your mental headspace.
0: Is there... Any type of advice that you would give to girls or or guys who have a jealous partner on um, how to get out or uh, how to speak to that partner uh,
1: to give them some light? I would tell them, this is my job. And if you can't handle it, then this isn't going to work out because you need to realize that what you want and your goals shouldn't be hinged on another person's jealousy ever and when my boyfriend my current boyfriend and I started dating um as before we were official he had gone up to visit his family in San Francisco for Thanksgiving and his mom sat him down and told him I don't know if you can handle dating a girl like Jessica like you seem like really stressed and kind of jealous like You're going to need to cut that out if you want to keep dating her. That's not going to work. You need to realize you need to have trust. And you just need to let go of that jealousy. And he did. And now we're still together three and a half years later. So he learned something. (laughs) (laughs) But it's realizing that. Don't be afraid of what you want. And letting go of people in your life who don't support what you want. It's okay to do that. Even though it's hard.
0: Yeah, and I think it just takes time for like the growing up process. Does that make oh, sense? To yeah. actually realize that at some point. So yeah. um is there anything that like you wish that parents would know when they have their daughters going into this industry?
1: Or sons. Yes. Yes. Support them. Support them mentally. Okay. So, as a parent, when your daughter comes home as, like, oh my God, the agency said I was too big or I'm off my measurements or blah, 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 don't be like, okay, let's tighten the, you know, let's tighten the diet, let's do all this stuff. Instead, support her. Be like, how can I help you? Don't, don't, be another person adding negativity onto how she or he goes out into the modeling sphere because every again, everyone has an opinion and everyone likes to tell you it's your fault as model and you're doing it wrong. And if only you would change this about yourself, everything would be perfect. Trust me, if you change the one thing about yourself, it's it's not gonna make a difference. So when you have a parent
0: who is saying, Okay, let's figure out your 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 workout
1: right or like oh I'll do the diet with you or like let's learn about health let's go take nutrition classes somewhere or like let's you know let's learn how to do our hair together or something like that or if you have a male model and be like hey I'll go work out at the gym with you I'll help support you in that way or like my mom would again when I would go and walk to the local pharmacy to go get a Fashion magazine. Sometimes you give me a couple extra bucks so I could buy two fashion magazines instead of one. And having those people who sometimes give you a little extra cash so you can get from one casting to another, or having someone to talk to where you can just vent all your craziness and everything inside your head and know that you don't necessarily need that parent or that guardian to fix everything for you. Because if that parent fixes everything, you're never going to learn. Instead, Support that model, support her, support him in learning and taking responsibility for what they need to do to go further in their career. So, what's your favorite um, part of
0: being a model
1: of the workplace? Oh my gosh, moving in front of the camera, hands down. It's the thing I fell in love with. I don't really care about the whole. Fancy schmancy. Oh look at my bag. Look at my shoes. Look at where I bought this. Look at how fancy the restaurant is. Don't care about it. Not at all. Put me in front of camera and let me pose any way I want to. Oh my god, I am over the moon. (laughs) It's the best day in the world. I come home. I'm like so high on energy. I'm like bouncing around like a little energizer bunny. My boyfriend's like, oh my god. So the shoe went well, huh? I was like, oh my god, yes, it was great. So yeah, moving in front of the camera and learning how to move in a new way and challenge myself is what I find so interesting about modeling because you can look at it as a very small thing of really at the end of the day for modeling your only job is to move in front of the camera. Make the product look good, move in front of the camera. That's your only job. Like you're not there to give commentary on anything, you're not there really to say anything you're there to show the product off in the best way possible and to fall in love with moving and figuring out how you can go faster how you can be more efficient how you can move in a whole different way how you can keep your eyes open longer or go underwater for longer all these things all these little skills that you don't really think mean anything make you so much better as a model Well, and I think too, a lot of young
0: girls and guys who are just starting out, they have a hard time with movement because Mm -hmm. they're in fear of like, what do I look like? You know, what are they going to think? And so, Mm -hmm. and, and what they think looks sexy is not sexy at all. (laughs) And it's not natural either. And, and so do you have any tips on, um, how to be more comfortable in front of the camera?
1: How to... How to n- look more natural yeah so i would say the first couple things is one don't be afraid to look silly or feel silly i'm an ex-theater nerd sometimes you just gotta commit all the way man <laughs> so don't be afraid to commit because sometimes something that looks silly looks amazing on camera second when before i even shoot anything with any photographer i always ask them right up front hey what are we going for today? Even if, you know, they've already sent me the details for the shoot, you know, the director has already talked to me. I always have the one-on-one with the photographer before I get on set being like, hey, what are you going for today? You want big smiles? You want, I'm too cool for school. Like, what vibe are you going for? What do you want? And they'll tell you because what I would hate more than anything is to go and work all day with the thought of, oh, this is what you want. And at the end of the day, the client not get the shot because they were going for something else. So always communicate, always be like, hey, just tell me what you need. I'm there, I'll do it. And usually if you start talking back and forth with the photographer, they'll give you, hey, can you put your hand on your hip or can you move your hair? Can you you know, turn to the side a little bit more? Can you lift your chin up? So just don't take that as a criticism of how you're moving. Take it as, oh, this is a good jumping off point of where he wants me to play in this area
0: I should also say too is don't expect the photographer to tell you what to do in every single yeah. move that's not no. his job no. his job is to take the picture but your job yeah. is to move move, move yeah that's move, why move, you gotta move. do your homework
1: <laughs> <laughs> so don't expect the photographer to tell you everything but if you're doing something they sees or they likes and as you guys build up that you know conversation between the two of you you'll get more feedback. Also, be you can even say upfront, hey, let me know if you want something different, or I'm not afraid of feedback. It's totally okay to say those things. Um, also, look at the photos afterwards. So when you get photos back from a photographer, if you know your photos are going up on a specific site, go look at those photos. Be like, oh, if I move my leg a little bit more, like the girl over here, then the skirt will look better. Or if I move my foot out or if I like, you know, look over my shoulder a little bit more, the pose will look better. So never be afraid to go back and look at your poses and look at how you're fitting into the clothes. Um, I would also say a couple standard ones. Whenever you're in lingerie or swimwear, arch your back you want to arch your back, bring your shoulders and your chest up. If you arch your back, your butt looks bigger. That's usually what they want in lingerie and swimwear. Um, in any type of denim, usually when you're doing any type of back shot, they want you to arch your back so your butt sticks out so the denim lies flatter. Another little tip. Um, with your hands, if you're sitting and you don't know what to do with them, pretend you're taking rings off your fingers and it's like a really easy way to make your hands look cool, make your hands look relaxed. Just pretend you're taking off rings. Super easy, super relaxed. No big deal. Um, another thing, if you're outside and it's super sunny and you can barely see, you can ask a photographer, Hey, can you count me off? And you can close your eyes and they'll count like one, two, three. You'll open your eyes and they'll get the shot. And then you can keep doing that over and over again. Because sometimes you have days that are very, very bright. And then you also have a reflector with the bright light directly in your face. So don't be afraid to ask people for help for things that you need. Whether it be, you know, I have something in my eye or can you get this hair or something like that. Don't be afraid to speak up. Um, How hard is it
0: to to be a model like how 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 hard do you have to work to be a model 24 days a week
1: (laughs) it doesn't stop it doesn't stop it is a job based on your body which means that you need to take care of your body every day always until you're done modeling or whatever (laughs) um But it's a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week job. You have to work out. You have to commit to have a good headspace. You have to show up. You have to be professional. You can't go on jobs with the attitude. Don't show up and try and cop a prima donna attitude. No one's going to book you ever again. You got to show up with good attitude, good energy. Even if everyone else is dead tired on set, everyone's just, like, losing energy, you need to be the one who's like, Okay, guys, I'm ready. Let's do the next thing. I'm going to dance the whole time. Let's put on music. I'm excited. Yay. Because that means you're getting rebooked. And also people are going to remember you as the girl that worked hard who had a good attitude because people are also booking you on who do I want to spend eight hours with? That's part of it.
0: True. It's very true. Um, I think the personality and, and the easy but hard effort that you put into it it's like easy looking but it's hard effort yeah you
1: gotta make it look effortless
0: yes uh goes it goes a long ways Uh, for what if you're like a lot of newer models you know um or just modeling in general you'll like work one day and then for for like two weeks or maybe sometimes a month later you won't have your next booking um so a lot of girls i see get frustrated so huh. easily, and they stop on like day four of their workouts because they're like, yeah. "Well, I didn't get that job, you know." On the last work casting,
1: all go, you <laughs> gotta let it all go. This industry is industry of hurry up and wait. You know, it sometimes when it rains, it rains, it pours, it pours. Other times, you don't hear anything for months. You know, you can have an entire summer, like the summer in LA last year was dry, dry as a own, okay there is maybe one or two jobs out here there was nothing going on and mentally through that you have to be like still gonna wake up still gonna work out still gonna have a good attitude I'm gonna put my time and energy into a hobby or something I'm obsessed with plants currently so I'm turning my entire house into a jungle it's my pastime but you need to find something else to put your energy into so that you can still feel like you have purpose even when you're like You have to be ready at the drop of a hat to go send digitals or send a, you know, a video of you singing or dancing or whatever it is. You need to be ready. So that mental toughness you will develop, but it's hard. It's really hard and it messes with you and it can give you really bad days and it can give you really good days. But you have to realize at the end of the day, it's not all that serious. Just put in your work. Do what you need to do to take care of yourself and work will come. You do your part. Work will come. It's okay. Breathe. I promise. (laughs) You do your part. Work will come. They will
0: come. Uh, Okay. So we're going to ask just a couple quick questions uh, for for the, uh, to wrap it all up and everything. Uh, If you had your own
1: ad campaign, what would the message say? What would the message say? Um, message would probably say the mind is like a parachute. It works better when it's open. Just, you'll be fine. Open your mind. There are more possibilities than you could ever imagine out there. Let the possibilities come to you. Awesome. Love it.
0: Uh, what, um, if you wanted to sit down with anyone in the
1: industry, who would it, it be and why? Oh, so I actually got to do this. So my top person ever who I'd want to sit down with is Coco Rocha because I think she's amazing in every single way. And her movement is insane. Go look her up. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can learn so much from her. But I actually got to go to one of her modeling camps and meet her in person. And she is more amazing in person than I could have ever imagined. And she's just everything (laughs) so she's kind of like
0: a big sister to you and that you're looking up to her just like you have little sisters looking up to you yeah because you're the big sister so was there like a piece of advice that um that she gave you that has stuck with you
1: yeah actually so she was talking there's a whole group of us there and she was talking to us and she's like you know what I have all kinds of specifications in my contract of things I'll do and things I won't do. And I have this whole list and I'm still here. I'm still modeling. I've still made a career out of it. I'm allowed to have my opinions, have my beliefs, have things that I say yes to and things I say no to. And I'm still here. So don't be afraid to go and say yes or no to things. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself because if I can do it, And I can be as successful as I am, so can you. Amazing. And I think that
0: should be for every girl and boy out there that wants to be in this industry. Absolutely. Uh, Okay, so our last one that um, I love doing with the girls is, Wouldn't it be great if?
1: Oh, wouldn't it be great if a size 26 hip? was actually treated like a normal hip rather than the fact that it's this weird in-between space that nobody wants, even though it's so normal. Wait, a 26 Mm.
0: hip or a 36 hip? 36 hip,
1: 36 hip. I was like, like, wait. (laughs) I've been quarantined too long, man. (laughs) A 36 hip. If a 36 hip was normal, because back in the day, you look at the girls, the girls had hips, they had boobs. The whole thing, which I know we're not in the same era. But you have an extreme of body positivity going on, plus size models, all this other stuff, which I love. Totally support. Great. You still have girls who are straight size who need to be a 35, 35 and a half inch hip. Cool. Great. But there's like this weird in-between space. There are girls that are like a 36, 37, 38 hip. aren't big enough that aren't small enough and they constantly get hate and all kinds of like oh but your life would be perfect if you know you were one size up or if you were five sizes bigger and I think you really mentally if you're one of those girls that struggles in that in-between zone you gotta really hold on to yourself and be like you know what I'm gonna work hard on me I'm going to get to the size I need to hold it. I might need to work a little bit harder than other girls because I'm in this weird in-between space. I'm one of them, but you can do it. And mental toughness is going to be your friend.
0: Yeah. And uh, that particular, those sizes, I would say it's like size four through eight um, are what I call natural models. Yep. Um, Where once you have like size 10 through 22, that's like a curve or plus model. Um, Mm -hmm. And then size double zero to two is a straight size model. So um, there's so many gorgeous natural models. And back when like Cindy Crawford was modeling, that was the the it size. Like all the girls were, you know, that size. Um, and then things changed. Is there anything, uh, any like solution that you have thought of to kind of like include those girls, uh, more
1: or, um, how the industry can work more with that size? I think the industry really likes to swing to extremes and doesn't really take the medium route ever. Either you're You have to be so big or so tiny to be the it look. And I think it's just continuing this global conversation via social media and so many other things of we all look different and it's okay. It's not that big of a deal. We all look different. And some clients, you know, it's they'll see your measurements and sometimes they'll get scared. I've done a lot of my career as a 36 hip, and a lot of clients get scared. And then you come in, you try on the clothes, and clothes fit you just fine. So a lot of it has to do with the measurements don't always translate to the clothes. Sometimes you can put on a pair of jeans and you look amazing in the pair of jeans, even though you're a size 37 hip. And the jeans are, you know, a 26. But you can fit into them. And it's just how you're proportioned. So it's difficult. It's frustrating. Mental fuck every single time. But you have to realize you just need to become at peace with your body. And as you find that, you'll attract more people that want to work with you. Because if you self-hate and if you talk down to yourself, ultimately that's going to that energy is going to come out of you and it's going to be hard for people to work with you and be around you because no one wants that, unfortunately or fortunately, but no no one wants that energy within what they're working with.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I think you
1: got to practice that.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, it's, I don't think, I don't know if it's a solution, but one of the ways that you can work with that is- by the imaging that you do for your portfolio, Um,
1: the type of photos and how well the photos are shot. And learning your angles and learning what photographers you need to shoot with and also realizing that, you know, where your client pool is. If you are plus size or if you're in that medium zone, you probably won't be doing crazy high fashion stuff that, you know, has insane looking things and the girls are all at crazy angles you might not be doing that instead you might be doing lingerie or you might be doing swimwear or you might be doing you know playboy or sports illustrated or you might be doing a lot of denim denim likes when you have curves when you have a little bit more of butt denim looks better
0: yeah so like every i think that's one thing like girls and the guy who wants to model, they're always like, "Oh, I just want to model," and they want to do everything. But mm-hmm. in reality, there's very few, I what I what we call uh, the money the money girls, um, yeah. which are girls who can who literally can do everything across the board. It's yeah. just a genetic thing, and it's also um, a a, me- a measurement thing at yeah. times. Um, but um, for most. Models, you are a specific type of model, or you can mm-hmm. do s- specific
1: types of modeling. Yeah.
0: yeah and be absolutely. in
1: specific That's- markets. I usually have a lot of fun um, breaking down people's perception of modeling and what models are. <laughs> so, usually, when I get Uber driver and they're like, oh, you're a model, do you do all this stuff? I was like, hold on, let me break it down for you. There's e and commercial girls who you know they have a great smile, their butt's probably a little bigger because they can fit into the curvy clothes that are in trend right now. They're really sweet. Maybe they're a little bit shorter, you know, more in the 5'8", five, 5'7", five, maybe a couple 5'9", but they're more commercial. They can look f- like they're having fun on camera. They can dance and do all this stuff. Okay, hold on one then second have-
0: before before yeah. we go on. So commercial, yeah. I call lifestyle. Because, yeah,
1: lifestyle.
0: Because... So, um, we'll get, we'll get to the reason of commercial, but, uh, lifestyle and commercial faces all have like the, they all have attractive faces. Yeah. Yes. Um, but the lifestyle girls are the ones that can actually shoot for clothing companies.
1: Right. Okay. Right. So keep going. They can all, they can all do e-com work. They can do catalog work. They're not too tall for the clothing. Their proportions fit into clothes really well and fit into clothes that fit, you know, your everyday Joe or Jane really well. And that's what the client wants to sell people. Then you have your girls who are 5'10 and taller who are these gorgeous Amazon women who are either really tiny or just built, And they do more high fashion stuff or they can do runway because especially with runway, they want the girls to look the same. They want a cohesiveness. They don't want, you know, 10 girls who are six foot and one girl who's five, seven. They want a cohesive look because you are not the product. The girl is not the product. It's not you. They're going for the clothes. They're going for the hair. They're going for the makeup. It's not about you it's about the product. And if they don't like your look, it's just because they don't want it for that product. So don't feel destroyed. If they don't want you, it's just, they're not going for your look and that's okay. And to know what you want to do and kind of what clients would be good for you is an important thing for modeling. So if you have a certain brand that you're obsessed with, go look at their stuff online. Do you look like one of their, their girls? How do you fit into their clothes? Do you look like one of their guys? If you're like me, I know I'm not a fitness model. Can't do it. Okay. My muscles are not cut that much. I could not do a Nike ad where I have a girlfriend. She can do like a handstand with one arm. She can, run. she runs marathons. She does all kinds of Nike Lululemon stuff. And I'm just like more power to you. I'm going to stick over here with like the denim and the boots and you know, All this other online merch, like I'm good. I'm gonna leave that to you. So within modeling, there are many different things that you can do. So don't, don't box yourself in without trying and without knowing. Exactly.
0: Well, you've given us a lot to think about in this interview. (laughs) (laughs) I like to talk, which we love so much. Yes, (laughs) and um, we'll have you back again. Um, Yay! Yeah here in the near future and everything but we wanted to thank you here at muddle jeans
1: podcast for an amazing interview thank you i'm so glad i got to be here and you know being the daughter of a construction worker and a psychologist you just get the side effect if i talk too much so i'm glad it worked out for today <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much jessica we'll talk to you soon
0: thank you bye guys <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Model Jeans Podcast. Want to talk about this podcast? As always, we love to hear from you. Jump over to our social media platforms at Model Jeans Podcast. Then come on over to modelgenealogy.com to sign up to be the first to get exclusive updates on our VIP live interviews and all the updates you need to know. Be sure to take the test to see what type of model you are so you have a path to follow. Lastly, do you have a challenge for us to solve? Reach out to us at Model Genealogy. You may find our comeback sooner than you think on Topic Tuesday. Thanks so much for hanging out with me.